Thank you for tuning into The World Game, a World Cup podcast. The podcast that will have everything you need to know about the World Cup. There will be recap episodes throughout the tournament, so you won't miss a storyline. Maybe there was a 90th minute game winning goal. Maybe there was some controversy. Either way, we'll dive right into it. My name is Peter Roman. I've loved football all my life, and thanks for joining me on this journey. Before we get into today's episode, I want to just quickly mention again the awful migrant worker situation and how, unfortunately, thousands of people needlessly lost their lives in the buildup of a sporting tournament. So, obviously, my heart and my thoughts are with the victims and their families, and something like this should never, ever, ever happen again. Now on to the episode. And breathe. Welcome to today's episode. It is the quarterfinal recap, part one. It's the Friday games, Brazil, Croatia, and Netherlands, Argentina. You're getting my live reaction immediately following the Argentina-Netherlands game. So, oh my god, that, that was just some kind of game. That was crazy. But I'm going to talk and go in depth on both of these games, on the Friday ones. And then tomorrow I will have my Saturday game recap episode. And then I will have on Monday the semifinal previews. So let's get into it. We'll start with the morning game today, which was Brazil versus Croatia. I guess morning in Calgary, Alberta, anyways, in Canada. But if you're listening from a different country, obviously it might be a different time zone. But it was a morning game for me. So Brazil and Croatia, this game... Not quite as entertaining, I would say, as the Argentina-Netherlands game turned out to be, but still, in my opinion, a very entertaining game in itself. So, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to go half by half, and then, in the case of both of these games, extra time, and then the penalty shootout. So, in the first half of this game, really felt like kind of a chippy game. It felt like both teams were committing a lot of hard fouls on each other. Danilo had a high foot that... Fortunately, didn't make contact with the player. Otherwise, it probably would have been a red card instead of, instead of a yellow card. But both teams were kind of going at it. Some hard fouls in the first half. Juranovic, I thought, was Croatia's best player in the opening half. I thought his speed was a real problem down the wing for Brazil. I thought his ability to not only try and generate chances, but his ability to track back and help defensively, I thought, was really important for this Croatian team. And then for Brazil, I felt Vinicius was their best player in the opening half. Vinicius created their best chance, and, you know, it was a nice passing play with Richarlison. He won a free kick. And so, you know, a couple nice things for Vinicius, but not a ton going either way as far as offensive chances go, but, you know, pretty even Steven after the first half. In the second half, Brazil just dominated they were all over Croatia Croatia was so lucky to come out of this 0-0 after 90 minutes Neymar unfortunately made a really selfish play where he could have laid it off for Vinicius on a really good give and go but instead he chose to you know he had his back to goal and he was kind of at an awkward angle and decided to take a weak shot instead kind of a bad decision in that moment but Neymar sort of made up for it later as I'll talk about uh, Cheech also the Brazilian coach he made a very very weird decision he took off Vinicius at about the hour mark and I was shocked because I felt he was their best player up until that point and 
to take him off for Rodrigo? I That didn't sit right with me. That was, I think, a very poor decision and one that could have, you know, you could argue maybe cost Brazil. Obviously, you know, Brazil, like, I'll, I'll get to their downfall here in a little bit. But it's, yeah, I don't know why he made that substitution when he did. And I just, I don't know. Vinicius, to me, should have stayed on the field. I think he was doing a lot for them. But obviously, you know, coaches make decisions, right? You know, turned out to not really work for them. But anyways, there was also a handball moment in this half on Croatia. And so, in my opinion, anyways, player goes up. He misses the header. Hits him on the hand. Not exactly in a natural position. I'm not saying it was a definite penalty, but I'm saying, like, if it were up to me, I would have called it. As someone that refereed this sport for a little while, I would have called that. I thought it was a handball, but the referee didn't call it. VAR, I think, made a really weird decision in not having him go look at it, at least. Like, if the referee makes a call on the field, and then he goes and looks at the monitor, and then he sticks with it, and then he sticks with the decision, fine. But to not even have him go look at it, I thought was... A strange decision because I thought it was a handball. Croatia again, like I said, like they just got completely dominated. They really had nothing going in this half for them. It's just like they barely generated hardly anything offensively. It was a lot of like hanging on for dear life and hoping Brazil doesn't score, and they didn't. So it was still zero zero. So we go to extra time. In extra time, Neymar finally broke the deadlock for Brazil. It had been coming for a while, but he produced a moment that could have been a legacy-defining moment for him. Neymar basically started the sequence at the top, or not the top of the box, about 25-ish yards away, and makes a beautiful little passing play, great run into the box, got it back, went around Lovakovic, the Croatian goalkeeper, and scored. It was a brilliant goal, and, you know, Neymar didn't really play that well up until that goal, but... I mean, you can't deny the quality that Neymar has, and you can't deny the fact that it was a brilliant goal, and it's a goal that should have won the game for Brazil. It should have won. But I'll get to, you know, what happens here in a bit. For Croatia, they had one good chance in the extra time period. It was uh, Petkovic splitting the two defenders, and then Brozovic ended up missing the net. It was kind of a nice play. But of course, as the game trickles down, you can never, ever count this team out and this is something I've talked about Croatia is one of the most resilient teams I've ever seen this Croatia team they will fight and they're not going to give up and they're not going to be scared and they're not going to fold and they didn't they kept fighting and so Brazil I think they sent way too many players forward on an attack and Croatia caught them on a counter-attack they had numbers and the ball got played in on a cross and it was Petkovic the substitute who shot it and ended up getting like Marquinhos tried to block it and it ended up deflecting off Marquinhos and Allison couldn't quite react in time and it went into the back of the net Croatia tied it with like a few minutes left in the extra time period so heartbreak for Brazil but they now had to focus because now the game went to penalties in the penalty shootout Croatia went first Vlasic scored he went right down the middle with Croatia's first shot Brazil's first shot was Rodrigo he had it saved by the goalkeeper. Not a good penalty for Rodrigo. Second penalty for Croatia. Meyer, another goal right down the middle. And it's pretty obvious that I think the Croatian coaching staff told the players, 
Allison's tell is go down the middle. So clearly that's something they saw on the history of Allison saving penalty kicks, that going down the middle would be successful. And the first two shooters went right down the middle and they both scored. So props to the Croatian coaching staff. They did their homework. For Brazil, Casemiro was up next. He scored right in the corner. Good penalty kick. Third kick for Croatia, Luka Modric, goal, right in the corner. So now it's 3-1 for Croatia. Brazil's third taker, Pedro, goal. Hesitation, penalty kick. He got the keeper to move. He put in the other corner. Good penalty. Fourth penalty for Croatia, uh, Orsic, scored, side netting. Perfect penalty. And so then it comes down to Brazil has to score to keep it alive. And it was Marquinhos, the man who had the ball deflect off him and go in the net. And his penalty hit the goalpost. He missed. And Croatia, for the second game in a row, win on penalty kicks to advance to the next round. Croatia wins this game. It was 1-1 the final score, but they win on penalty kicks 4-2. And they will be in the semifinals for the second straight World Cup. They've also now won their last four penalty shootouts at the World Cup. They beat Denmark in a penalty shootout in 2018. They beat Russia in a penalty shootout in 2018. And now they've beaten both Japan and Brazil. If there's one thing we've learned about Croatia over the last four years, do not go to penalty kicks with them. You have to find a way to seal the game before penalty kicks because if you go to penalties, this team is so good at them. And they they not only clearly do their homework, but they're good at hitting their kicks. And ultimately... Brazil's going home now because Croatia was better than them at the shootout. Croatia did not deserve to win this game based on the run of play. Brazil was the better team. Brazil deserved to win this game. But they didn't seal it. They didn't finish the job. Croatia hung around. They were still in the game. All it took was one little bit of luck. You know, they caught Brazil on a counterattack, and that was enough for them. That was enough for them to score, to tie it, and they got to penalties. Croatia clearly, you know, I'm sure if you would have asked them from the start of the game, if they were given the choice to go to penalties, I think they would have fancied their chances. And they were right. They won in penalties again. They continue to be the kings of penalty kicks at the World Cup. And so congratulations to Croatia. They're through to the semifinals again. And they will have an opponent waiting for them that I'll talk about here in just a little bit. But... I have to talk about Brazil now. Brazil, unlike four years ago where I felt they were the inferior team against Belgium, they were the better team today, but they lost. Sometimes the better team doesn't win, and it sucks. But for Brazil, this is back-to-back quarterfinal exits at the World Cup, and for a country like theirs with five World Cup wins in their history, it has to be looked at as a failure. It really does, and... Cheech, the Brazilian coach, has already stepped down and resigned, which, yeah, he was probably going to get fired anyway, so probably a good decision on his part. But this Brazilian team now, it's a lot more questions than answers because this team was more than good enough to win. And they should have won this game, but they didn't. And now it's a little bit of a cycle here. They won the 2019 Copa America, but they lost the 2021 version of the tournament to Argentina. In 2018, Belgium beat them handedly, 2-1 to one in the quarterfinal. And now they've lost to Croatia. 
in penalty kicks. So for Brazil, this is, yeah, a really, really tough moment for them in their history. They haven't won the World Cup since 2002, which for them is an eter- for them that's an eternity. For most countries, they're just like, please give us one World Cup win, please. But for Brazil, this is an eternity for them. And I don't know. This is the thing about Brazil. I don't know how many answers there are for them. Because obviously, they have kind of an older team on the defensive side of things. So obviously, you know, bringing in some younger players on the defensive side, I think, would do them a lot of good. But, I mean, this team, you have Anthony and you have Neymar and you have Vinicius and you have Rafinha and you have Richarlison and you you have all and you have like Gabriel Jesus and Gabriel Martinelli who didn't even play this game by the way one of them probably should have played this game I don't know why Pedro got subbed on but anyways that's beside the point Brazil have an insane amount of talent on this team and for this team to fail again just is really unacceptable and now like I said more questions than answers I imagine there's a good chunk of these players that will probably still be around for this Brazilian team by the time the next World Cup starts, but I don't know. I just, it's a little bit of a loss for words thing if you're Brazilian because they're really, like, this is really bad. This is really bad because they shouldn't be losing this early. This team should be at least making the final, if not winning the whole thing. But they haven't done it. They haven't done it again. And now they have to look in the mirror, maybe practice some penalty kicks, and now they have to try and move on to the to the next World Cup. But congratulations to Croatia. They win this game. They continue to be just the team that never dies, the team that never quits. And, you know, they're, they're one game away from being back in the final, a chance to avenge the loss of four years ago. All right, on to Argentina-Netherlands. Argentina-Netherlands was an absolute classic. I mean, I talked about in my preview show, I talked about the rivalry that these two countries have, the the historical matches they've had, the big moments they've had. This was a very worthy addition to the Argentina-Netherlands rivalry. So, let's break it all down. Starting with the first half. In the first half, I will totally admit, Argentina came out with a little bit of a surprising lineup to me. They decided to match the Dutch formation in a lot of ways, but it worked. They were the better team in this first half. Not by a lot. Like, there wasn't really a lot of great chances going either way, but Lionel Messi continues to make this tournament his own. Messi, brilliant little play, brilliant little run he made, and then he slips in just a perfect pass, a perfect pass to Molina. Molina pokes it home. Argentina lead 1-0. Messi, another man-of-the-match performance for him. He he was really good in this game again. So credit to Messi. He deserves all the praise after this game. But anyway, like I said, not a lot going for either team after the first half, and it ended 1-0. So on to the second half. And my reaction to the second half goes as follows. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. For anyone who hasn't watched pitch meetings on YouTube, um, please go look that up if you don't get the joke. But um, please, yeah, go watch it. It's hilarious. But anyways, man, this second half, the second half. Oh, man. Okay. So there's a lot here, and I'm going to talk about all of it, but this might take a while. So bear with me on the second half. So 
the officiating is like I'm gonna leave that as a separate topic. I'm gonna talk about the officiating in this game, but first I'll talk about what happened on the field. So the Dutch were like really bad, like awful for most of this half. They it felt like the Netherlands just didn't show up to this game until like 80 minutes in, which is not great if you want to try and win a game. Not great. Not a good plan. And it was just yeah, the Netherlands just weren't they weren't good in this half at all. They had for the longest time in the second half, they had zero shots on target. You're not going to win a game if you have zero shots on target, especially when you're losing. How do you have zero shots on target when you're losing the game? You're supposed to be trying to press and score more goals. But fortunately for the Dutch, when, you know, when the 80th minute came around, they finally started to play. But before that, Argentina got a penalty kick, and Lionel Messi stepped up and scored. It was basically just a trip in the box, and Messi stepped up, buried it. 2 nothing Argentina. Should have been happy days. You know, they're moving on to the next round. No issues at all. Well, the Netherlands made it their, made it their uh, mission to make it a issue for them because they scored. It was, um, and I apologize if I butcher this name, but Vicor scored a header goal. It was not the best goal. Like, I think Emmy Martinez, the Argentina goalkeeper, probably should have saved it, but, like, it's still a good header and still a good goal. And fortunately for the Dutch... They now had a chance. They were down by a goal. And so now we get to the very last kick of the game. Argentina defender shoved the Dutch player in the back. Free kick, top of the box. And so it was Coop Miners who had the free kick. There was literally no time left. And so it was do or die. They had to score from this free kick. And instead of shooting it, like most people tend to do, they decided to run a set play like a trick play and so Coop Miner stepped up faked the shot and passed it to Weikhorst who used his strength controlled the ball brilliantly and then slotted it into the bottom corner with no time left it was a this is these like football equivalent of a buzzer beater in basketball but he scored and it was two to two to send the game to extra time like, just scenes, just scenes, scenes in this game. And so Ar- Argentina blew the 2-0 lead. Netherlands tie the game 2-2 going into extra time. But before I talk about extra time, I have to talk about the officiating. The officiating in this game, in one word, dreadful. Dreadful with a capital D. It was bad. It was really bad. And it was really one-sided. It seemed very partial in Argentina's favor. Fortunately, I don't think he influenced the match too much. Like, I don't think the result of the game was influenced too much by the referee. That's the fortunate thing. But he was bad. The referee was so bad in this game. It felt like the Dutch players just couldn't lay a finger on the Argentina players. Messi, like, did a complete dive outside the box and got a free kick for no reason other than he's Messi, I guess. And then Messi got double teamed on a play. The Dutch made a good play. They stole the ball from him. There was a foul called. I can't, I was losing my mind. I'm like, how on earth is that a foul? Like, come on, ref, you gotta be kidding me. This is a load of crap. And then uh, Cody Gakpo, there was a high kick that the Argentina defender did to him. And that was somehow like no yellow card. 
Question mark, question mark. Not sure why it wasn't a yellow card. That seemed pretty reckless to me, but okay. And then Paredes committed a really hard foul on a slide tackle, and he kicked the ball away, which you could argue should have been two separate yellow card offenses because the slide tackle itself was reckless, yellow card, and then kicking the ball away is time-wasting. Should have also been a yellow card. That incident drew a crowd because the Dutch bench, after he kicked the ball away, they uh, ran onto the field, and there was like a mini brawl that started. Virgil van Dijk actually came over and just decked Paredes with a shoulder check. It was something out of hockey, but it was really funny, but also like really, really intense. So somehow in all the, you know, the little brawl and just like the game got completely out of hand because the referee had no control over this game. There was only one yellow card given out to Paredes. And it's like, okay, that's completely wrong. How is there not more cards? How is that the only thing you were giving out? And also, get control of the game. You're the referee. Stop making terrible calls and just, like, stop. Yeah, I don't know. Stop wanting Argentina to win. It felt like he wanted Argentina to win, and I hate it. I hate saying that because I don't want to imply, like, a ref being super partial. But this ref was super partial. I don't, like, I don't know. It's just, anyway. There's a couple other incidents I wrote down here, too. I'm just... Again, there are more than what I've written down, but this is, this is the stuff I remember off the top of my head that I wrote down. So, Messi also committed a deliberate handball, which earlier in the game, an Argentina teammate of his also committed a deliberate handball, and it was given a yellow card. Correct call. Messi does it, and there was nothing given to him. And then later, Messi got a yellow card. And so, you could argue Messi should have been sent off. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, yeah, there was just some ridiculously bad calls i don't even know like just the dutch felt like it felt like the netherlands couldn't do anything to argentina in this game but fortunately netherlands tied the game so we're 2-2 we're going to extra time and this is and by the way after the 90 minutes were up argentina started to crowd the ref and like messi was screaming at the ref the coach went and screamed at the ref the bench cleared a little bit like there was some pushing and shoving between the netherlands players and the argentina players it felt like there was going to be a big fight Fortunately, there wasn't a big fight, but my goodness, there was so much drama in this game. It was unbelievable. Crazy. Just crazy, crazy, crazy. So, cooler heads prevailed. We get to ha extra time. So, in the first half of extra time, not a, lot not a lot happened. It was kind of both teams. I think both teams were really emotional after what happened at the end of the 90 minutes, and so this was kind of just like, all right, let's breathe, let's calm down, okay, let's, you know, not do anything stupid and get suspended, that type of thing. And so then, the second half of extra time, Argentina starts to play their game again. They kind of find their footing a little bit. They were really dominant. Lautaro had a chance. His shot was blocked by Van Dijk in the chest. Great block. Fernandez hit the goalpost with one of the last kicks of the game. And so Argentina really, really pushed for the game-winning goal. The Dutch were just hanging on for penalty kicks. And they got there. So they got to penalties. So we go to the penalty shootout. The Netherlands went first. Virgil van Dijk, he missed. It was a bad penalty, a short run-up saved by the goalkeeper. Emmy Martinez made the save. For Argentina, first shooter, Messi, scored. Small hesitation. Keeper went diving one way. He shot the other way. Good goal. Second penalty for the Dutch, Weikhorst. He missed. Another save by Martinez. Not a horrible penalty, but just not good enough either for him. 
And then for Argentina, their second taker, Paredes, scored. Side netting. Perfect penalty. Third shooter for the Dutch, Coop Miners, goal, right in the corner. Third shooter for Argentina, Montiel, goal. Keeper guessed wrong, but, you know, not a great penalty, but keeper guessed wrong. So it went in. If you're Argentina, you take it. It went in. Fourth shooter for the Dutch. Um, again, I apologize if I butcher the name. Bergwijs, he scored, shot in the corner, good penalty. Fourth shooter for Argentina, Fernandez missed the net, wide left. And so then the fifth shot has to go in for the Dutch. De Jong scores, hesitation goal, nicely done. And so it comes down to Lautaro Martinez. Lautaro Martinez has had a tough tournament for Argentina, but he has a chance to rectify all of that because he has the game-winning kick on his foot. If he scores, Argentina go to the semifinals. And he does. Top corner, top left corner for Martinez. Argentina win on penalty kicks. 2-2 the final score. And 3-2 on... Oh, sorry. 4-3 on penalties. And they go through into the last four. They're back in the semifinals for the first time since 2014 when they made it. And they beat the Dutch in that semifinal. Of course. So... Man, and breathe, because this game, just all the drama, all the emotion, all the fighting, all the goals, all the just everything. It was, this was not a super entertaining game for the, like, first little part, but, like, the last, I would say, 20 minutes of the game, plus the la like, the extra time, the penalty kicks, it all made up for whatever was boring earlier in the game. This was a crazy, crazy game and a very worthy addition to the Argentina-Netherlands rivalry. Unfortunately for the Netherlands, Argentina came out victorious. So, let's talk about the Netherlands. For them, it's tough. It's really tough. They could have won this game. They, In my opinion, anyways, they weren't the better team. I think Argentina was the better team. They were probably the team that deserved to win. But the Netherlands absolutely could have won this game. And it's just, it's a shame they didn't. Like, they had a really, really close opportunities. They had really good chances. They couldn't get it done. They weren't good enough for most of this game in the, like, the early parts of it. And they're going home now. But overall, I think, I wouldn't say, like, successful tournament for the Netherlands. But I would say probably a satisfactory tournament for this team. This was a team that didn't even make it to the last World Cup, and it was a really big failure on the part of their, like, footballing federation. And so this team made the World Cup this time, and after disappointment at the Euros, making the quarterfinals and losing a crazy game to Argentina, in my opinion, not something you should be ashamed of. So for the Netherlands, I would keep your head held high and try and get back at them maybe in 2026. For Argentina, they're through to the semifinals. So congratulations to them. They will play Croatia in the semifinals. I know for myself and I'm sure many others, I was kind of hoping for an Argentina-Brazil game. Didn't get that. Credit to Croatia for making that not happen. But this should be this should be a good one. Uh, I don't know. Like Croatia is a team that, you know, they're not the most exciting team to watch. But again, you just can never, ever count them out. They continue to... I guess go against the odds a little bit and Argentina will probably be favored but I'll, I'll dive more into that in my semi-final preview but I can't wait 
because we either get Lionel Messi back in the World Cup final or we get Croatia going back to back in the World Cup final with a chance to win their first ever trophy. So either way, I think we have an exciting finalist awaiting. And for Brazil and for the Netherlands, tough, tough losses today. It's always heartbreaking to lose in penalty kicks, but it's even more heartbreaking when you feel like you could have won the game. And that's the case for both of those teams. But what a day. What a day of football. What a day at the World Cup. I really hope the second day of the quarterfinals can live up to the first day because this was absolute just madness, but in the best possible way. So Argentina, Croatia go through. Netherlands, Brazil go home. Tomorrow, we have England and France, and we have Morocco and Portugal, and I will have my recap episode of those games Saturday, sometime probably Saturday night is when I'm guessing I'll have time to record, but you got my live immediate reaction following the Netherlands-Argentina game, so hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of The World Game, a World Cup podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I will be doing reaction episodes throughout the tournament. The music is from Pixabay. The whole thing gets going on November 20th, so make sure you subscribe and don't miss a moment of the 2022 World Cup.